Hey, Tegan. Mom here. My question for you is, what has surprised you the most about your experience so far? And what has been the most difficult thing you got over or had to overcome while on your trip so far? And we just want to tell you that we love listening and we love you and keep working hard and experiencing all of the things that this study abroad trip is offering you. Have a great time. We love you. Bye. Uh, hey, mom, it's me. Um, <laughs> I have been trying to figure out a way to respond to um, the messages that I've been getting on Anchor. You can send voice messages with the app. Um, and I think it's a really cool feature and I definitely want to use it. Uh, but I'm not entirely sure how to incorporate them into like episodes themselves. So we're just going to try it and see what happens. I think it'll be fine. Um, so that was my mom. I love her very much and I miss her very much. Um, and you heard, she, you know, she wants to know what's been uh, surprising and what's been difficult for me. Um, sorry about the background noise. <laughs> there is a police siren going down my street. I don't know. But I don't know. I think the most surprising thing for me so far has been, I don't know. Everything to me is surprising and also not surprising at all. Um, Like when I open my mouth and people haven't heard me speak before in Spanish, or at all, they'll go, hey, where are you from? Um, and I'll go, oh, I'm from the U.S. Like, that, yeah, I'm from the U.S. They're like, oh, well, where in the U.S.? And they're, the assumption is, usually, if I'm from the U.S., then I must be from, like, a southern border state where there's, like, a massive um, Latin American or Spanish-speaking population, or if I'm not from the U.S., that I've studied abroad before, specifically in a Latin American country, um, which is really interesting. Uh, I guess it just speaks to, I guess the way that I talk is with a Latin American accent, which totally follows, because growing up, um, all of my Spanish teachers um, were either from different places in Latin America, or they studied Latin American Spanish, because that's what's most accessible to us in the U.S. And people are, like, genuinely surprised um, that I learned Spanish in Minnesota in an elementary school. And, like, that is where I got all of this from, Um, because they don't think that... It's not that they don't think highly of our education system. They probably don't, but there's good reason for that. Um, but specifically, like, wow, Minnesota has that, like, kind of a program in it, and it's, it's really surprising to them, and I guess, in a way, it's surprising to me, too, um, 
because I don't know, growing up, it was really, it was pretty normalized for me. Like I knew people who went to Spanish immersion or French immersion or like Chinese immersion. And it was, I don't know, it's felt pretty commonplace um, just in my hometown. So I guess for people to think that either that's not common or that it's special or that like I sound so naturalized to a different dialect, a different point of view is really interesting to me. So that's been a long-winded but surprising thing. Um, I think the most difficult thing so far, I don't know. Again, everything is difficult but also not difficult. Um, oh, here's, here's how I can sum this one up. The most difficult thing for me so far has been getting comfortable with being vulnerable. I'm in a new place. Granted, it's been well over a month now. Um, but like getting here and having to sort of sit in the discomfort of like, oh God, if I ever leave my room, if I ever leave my apartment, I'm going to have to speak Spanish. And what if they make fun of me? And what if I don't sound good? Or what if I say the wrong thing? Or what if people look at me because it's 55, 60 degrees here and I'm wearing a t-shirt and no coat and everyone's walking around in parkas. Um, And just like working through the discomfort and the vulnerability and accepting the fact that in this pretty small city, I look like a complete foreigner because like not for nothing, but everyone who lives here looks the same archetype. There's like one archetype of person and it's, I don't know, it's different to me for sure. Cause like naturally, obviously like the U S is a major melting pot. We have people from all over the place. So no two people ever really look the same, much less like, I don't know. I looked out over like a classroom of people today, like in the same age group as me. And I was like, wow, uh, everyone looks the same. Like, <laughs> um, so like, yeah, I definitely a hundred percent stick out and like, that's okay. It's just something that I've had to work through. Um, it's like, I looked it up the other day and the average height of the Spanish woman is I think like five foot four. (laughs) So I stand a foot, a full foot taller than the average Spanish woman. And I have like bright white skin. Like I'm, I'm pretty pale. I'm not the palest on the planet, but I'm, I'm definitely white. Like there is no question. And I have like pretty bright red hair. And (laughs) that is not common here at all. Um, And combined with, like, my height and all of that, like, 
I get looked at all the time. And that's, I don't know, I guess either I didn't notice in the U.S. or it just didn't happen. Um, but uh, I definitely get looked at here. And it's also interesting because, like, people assume that I'm Nordic in origin. They're like, oh, you must be from, like, Norway or Finland or Sweden. And I'm like, um, no. Good guess, but no. Um, <laughs> so that's really interesting. Like, just, like, working through those, I wouldn't call it a personal problem, but it, it is one. The, like, personal issues with vulnerability um, and just being able to get comfortable with vulnerability and discomfort has been big for me and I think that that's how study abroad has changed me in one month um no (laughs) I don't I don't want to sound like that but like that's that's what I'm doing right now that's where I'm at so that was a really really long introductory tidbit Maybe I'll rearrange it so it's not at the beginning. (laughs) But this is the first thing I recorded, just so you know. Um, Yeah, let's get into what I've done and where I've gone since I last uploaded. Let's do it. So it's been about almost two weeks since I uploaded. And I know I said I was going to try to upload on Thursdays. Um, But I don't know, last Thursday I didn't feel like I had anything particularly interesting or important to contribute, so I skipped it. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it's been about two-ish weeks. Um, I might not get around to uploading this until (laughs) tomorrow, so it'll be, it will have been two weeks by the time that I get around to uploading it. But um, in that time... I've been in class, um, I don't know, I go to class most of the time, uh, yeah, I, (laughs) I went to class, and, uh, that's it, so, (laughs) um, so, yeah, I guess I'll just fill you in on what I did other than class, because I don't, like, I genuinely don't think anyone wants to hear about class, (laughs) and that's fine, like, I don't mind, not talking about class, because I don't think class is the most interesting thing that I'm doing right now. I'll let you know if something cool happens in class, but uh, nothing so far. Um, so on Sunday the 8th, I went to Bilbao, which is a city, I think it was about two hours from Pamplona. It's about 72 miles from here. So yeah, it took about maybe an hour, hour and a half, I think, yeah, around there, um, and it was really cool, I don't know, (laughs) it is this city that's sort of bisected by a river, which is really cool, um, and they have, like, a Guggenheim museum, and uh, (laughs) I'm, like, looking at the, the Google map to, like, jog my memory and see, like, what else is there? And the first thing that comes up is like, oh yeah, there's a KFC there. Um, I don't know. I think KFC is pretty big here, uh, which is strange because I cannot remember the last time I was at a KFC. 
Um, but yeah, it's it was cool. Um, the KFC, no, we didn't go to KFC. But we walked around for a while. In the morning, we did go to a second Game of Thrones location. I think it's called San Juan del Guatelate. I think that's how you say it. It's it's Basque. So I don't I don't know. Um but it was like the bridge, you know, um when Daenerys Targaryen in season seven lands uh at Dragonstone. That's the bridge that they have to go up to get to the castle. Um, I was disappointed that there was no real castle. Uh, I found out the hard way that they just photoshopped, like they, they CGI'd in the castle on top. And I was like, oh, okay. So we're just here looking at some stairs and a bridge, but it was cool. I could like look at it and be like, oh, okay. Like that's where like these two characters had like this really important conversation um, that I like, I guess I won't divulge it to you now because either, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to spoil anything and make anyone mad. <laughs> so, yeah, it was kind of interesting. Um, I was going to go down and, like, walk across the bridge and up the stairs with everyone. But my knee was just not having it. And it was, like, a kilometer and a half one way. So I didn't do that. And instead, I, like, climbed back up the hill that we had already gone down to see it. Um, and I, like, sat in a little cafe and I had a snack, Um, and then good thing that I found a place to sit because it started downpouring, so I was like, yes, I'm inside, like, God bless, Um, so I sat inside for a little while, and I waited for everybody else to come up, and I actually had just, I don't know, I had, like, a really nice and serene time just, like, sitting, so I'll throw some audio in right here of the cafe. You cannot hear the rain at all, but please trust me when I say that it was raining. So I sat at the cafe and I waited for everyone to come back up. Um, I had a nice time just like sitting by myself and oh yeah, it was raining. I had foreseen that it was going to rain. I looked at the weather and I said, hmm, it's probably going to rain. So I'm going to do the smart thing and I'm going to wear a t-shirt. Then over the t-shirt, I'm going to wear a hoodie in the morning. If it rains in the morning, cool. I'll just take my hoodie off, peel off my hoodie and put on my like jacket. Um, so it like kind of worked. So in the morning, it was raining really, really hard. Um... I was like stuck in my hoodie for the morning but then once I got on the bus to go to Bilbao I took off my hoodie and I was like all right perfect like I'm set um in just my t-shirt and then once we got there I put my coat on like my rain jacket and I was like sick like I'm ready to go so I felt a little bit smart because everyone else was like soaked um as we got off the bus But then we walked around in Bilbao. We saw the outside of the Guggenheim, which was cool. We saw, I don't know, like the city. Um, We like crossed the river and we were like, oh, this is cool. This is fun. And we saw like 
the old town. I don't know. They were like, these are a bunch of buildings. This is a bridge that an architect designed and then people kept slipping and falling and breaking their legs. So the city had to fix it. But when the city fixed it, the architect got really mad. Um, so we did that. <laughs> and then we walked to a little restaurant and we had, it was like a, I genuinely don't think I could tell you what theme this restaurant was supposed to have. Like, I think it was trying to market itself as like an Irish pub kind of thing, but they had like pretty Americanized hamburgers. And like, I will, I will like surrender the fact, I will concede the fact that like people outside the U.S. are allowed to eat burgers, like a hundred percent. But I was like, oh, like these are, these feel like very American, like type of things um so they were like burgers but then when we were leaving I was like oh like I have to go to the bathroom so I'm gonna go here before we go anywhere else and like the sign pointing to the bathrooms was in German I was like okay like I know what some German words look like and I know that that means toilet um so I like followed the sign and then I got down there and then like the men's and women's signs on the restroom were also in German. And I was like, okay, like, I know what these mean. I can figure it out. I speak a little bit of German. Uh, not that much. But I was like, yeah, like, Damen Toiletten. Like, I learned that from Ocean's 8. I That is a women's bathroom. <laughs> so I used the bathroom, and I was like, okay, like, whatever. And as I was walking out, like, I was just really racking my brain. Like, what is this restaurant trying to be? Is it Spanish? Is it Irish? Is it German? Is it American? Like, it felt, to say the very least, culturally confused. But it was nice. I didn't hate it. It was pretty good. Um, so then uh, we were walking, and I was like, hey, um, I know that y'all, like this group that I was with, like my friends or whatever, I was like, um, so... I don't know if you guys like art. You probably don't. Um, because liking art is... I don't know. I don't know if liking art is cool anymore. I, I don't pay attention to what's cool. So I was like, hey, uh, does anyone have any interest in going to the um, art museum? And they're like, yeah, sure. Like, I'll tag along. And I was like, sick. Uh, and I'm not sure if they tag along because I can interpret for them or if they tag along because they genuinely wanted to go. Um, we went and we paid the entrance fee, which was six euros for students. And I said, okay, cool. This is pretty cheap. And we went in and I'm not going to say that I was underwhelmed because I like art museums and they, I think will always interest me, but I kind of felt like it was bigger on the outside. Like, it purported itself to be bigger than it actually was. And that could also be, like, a warped perspective because, like, we could only be on the first and the third floors. Like, they were doing something to the second floor, so we couldn't see any of that. Um, But it was definitely less art than I had expected based on the fact that I, like, 
I fully walked around the outside and was like, this is massive. Like, there's got to be a ton of art in here. And I really felt like there wasn't. Um, so, I don't know. A little bit disappointed, but the art we did see was really cool. Uh, I really liked it. Um, but <laughs> it was odd to me that we, like, couldn't take pictures or videos of the art, either in all of the rooms or in some of them. Because in some, like, I took pictures and videos no problem. Maybe it was because I was, like, out of sight from, like, the guards or whatever. But then, like, I would watch, like, four or five different people get caught, like, taking pictures or videos. And people, and the guards would be like, hey, like, you can't do that. Like, don't do that. Delete those. Um, so that was odd. Because, I don't know. I think in the U.S., or at least for me, I don't know, um, I'm really used to, like, yeah, we're going to an art museum, and we're going to take a picture of, like, damn near everything. Like, when I went to the Andy Warhol Museum in Chicago, the Andy Warhol exhibit at the Art Institute of Chicago, um, like, I, you can take a picture of everything as long as it doesn't say, don't photograph this piece. And I, I respected that. Like, I knew that they were watching, so I didn't do it. Um, and that's okay. Like, I really don't mind. I just thought it was odd that they didn't put up, like, signs in the entryway that was like, hey, you can't take any pictures of anything here. Or, like, specific pieces. I don't know. But it was it was an experience. And, ooh, we had some gelato that day, too. That was pretty good. Um, there were some struggles among members of the group because the outside of the shop said, like, mmm, gelato, like, Italian-style, like, gelato or whatever it maybe even just said like ice cream um but then like once we got inside they were like is it gelato or is it ice cream and like of course like the person behind the counter was like it's it's ice cream it's yes like yes to both um and I was like I I feel like I know why you're getting this response when you ask that question, but I, like, can't put my finger on it, and so we, like, ordered our ice cream or whatever, and we got outside, and I was like, oh, you know what it is? It's because gelato is just another word for ice cream. Like, there's no difference, um, so that was, that was fun, um, and then we went home from Bilbao. Bilbao was just a one-day trip, and I'm okay with that. Um, I don't know that I would necessarily need to go back. I thought it was cool to visit. Um, and I liked the museum. The gift shop in the museum had some really cute stuff. Um, I may or may not have bought a couple of things for people. Um, but, like, everything in the gift shop was expensive. So it was like, oh, I'm going to get this, like, one euro thing. And then these other one euro things because I didn't want to be spending too much of my money. Um, but they'd keep stuff. Um, so we did Bilbao and it was good. But what I think I was really excited for, um, was my trip to Bordeaux, France, um, which was on the 16th. Uh, 
I know that that recording was literally only nine seconds, <laughs> but that was probably the best recording I got all day. I was very distracted. Um, Bordeaux was really cool. I got to see a lot of it. <laughs> it is like a like a a riverside city. Um, a lot of rivers in Europe. Don't know why, uh, <laughs> but it was cool. We got to see like the old part of the city. Um, a lot of things with French names that I don't want to pronounce for fear of sounding stupid. Um, uh, there's like a reflecting pool that like is supposed to reflect this really pretty plaza, but it wasn't working because it's technically still winter here. Um, (laughs) so we didn't get to see that, but it was cool overall. Um, we went inside a really cool church. Um, it was empty, but, like, we got to see, like, the stained glass and everything, um, so that was cool, uh, I don't know, it was interesting because I sometimes find myself forgetting that, like, oh, well, I'm in a place where I don't speak this language um because like I've been to places where I don't speak the language before um but I've usually had someone with me who's like I'll I'll just do everything like it's okay uh, because I know you don't speak this language but I was like really really trying um because like I'm I'm working on my French Duolingo is a uh, very good to me Uh, And I've been working on it, but, like, just because you're on Duolingo and you have, like, a 35-day streak does not mean that you are (laughs) well-equipped to, like, walk through France and just, like, go with people. Um, So we were on the tour, and that was in English, which was good. Um, And then we went to a restaurant, and I, like, I didn't necessarily clam up, but... I found it, like, difficult to respond to the waitress that was helping us, because she didn't speak any English, um, which is fine. I think that uh, Americans have a really warped sense of linguistic necessity, uh, because, like, for the most part, with a couple exceptions, France sometimes being one of them, Um, people in Europe grow up speaking one, two, three languages, um, but, like, it's pretty uncommon in the States unless you have, um, like, immigrant parents or parents who also speak another language and decide to teach it to you. So, um, I could kind of understand what our waitress was saying, but I was, like, having real trouble, like, figuring out how to respond, um, so, we're gonna keep working on my French, um, I don't know if I'll go back to Paris, it kind of depends on how my schedule shakes out, um, just, like, with everything that's going on, because I did, like, I liked France, I thought it was nice, I thought Bordeaux was cool, um, but I don't know, like, I'm not particularly attracted 
to like mm, Paris, mm, Nice, mm, Toulouse, um, because like I'm just not sure if those places are interesting to me. Um, maybe just because it's such a a thing in a place that I'm unfamiliar with, but I don't know. We'll see. Maybe if my French gets better, we can do that. Um, so sorry that I don't have anything from France. Uh, (laughs) I feel a little foolish for not recording too much in France. I was just really trying to like focus on (laughs) practicing my French uh, and it did not go very well. Um, but the good news is that our waitress was super good natured and like she didn't laugh at us or disparage us or make fun of us um, because we did not speak French. And I was like, I am, I am doing my best. <laughs> I'm very sorry. Um, but it was nice. I had a nice time overall. Um, it was a four hour bus ride though to get there. And that was a little difficult for me because another thing that I've been dealing with while being here um, is that the world is not made for, like, people of my stature, uh, especially not this country where the average, like, man is five, six. Um, <laughs> so when we go somewhere, like, as a group, we usually travel by, like, a private coach bus, and at first I was like, oh, cool, like, a private coach bus, that's gotta have a little more room, right? Um, and it does not. There's no legroom, so I just try to, like, sit on the aisle, but it obviously gets very uncomfortable for me very quickly, um, so there's that. My, like, shower is so strange and so small. I just feel like I am <laughs> too big to belong here, but that's okay. It's fine. I'm only here for a few months. It's not like I'm moving here. I think I think it would be really sad if I moved here and was like, nothing is tall enough. Because, like, in the States, things are already not tall enough. But things are much smaller here. <laughs> so that's something I've dealt with. Um, what else do I have to say? Oh, uh, I booked myself a trip to Malta. Um, it's this tiny country off the coast of Italy. Like, if you're looking at the boot, it's, like, straight across, but it's, like, teeny tiny. You can barely see it on a map. Um, but I booked myself a weekend there for next month, about a month from now, really. Uh, March 20th through the 22nd, I'll be in Malta. Um, I found a really cheap flight. Uh, I found a really cheap bus to get me from here to Barcelona, where my flight is from. Um, Yeah, and I found, like, a really cheap Airbnb to stay at. So, I'm really looking forward to that. I think it's going to be nice. I think it will be warm. Um, My Airbnb has, like, a pool, and, like, the neighborhood that the Airbnb is on is super coastal um, and really pretty. So, I look forward to that. Someone today told me that Malta is really cheap. Um, so I'm stoked for that too. They use the Euro, so I don't have to exchange anything. (coughs) So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, this weekend, what day will that be this weekend? I think the 22nd and the 23rd. Yeah. Um, I'm going to Segovia and Salamanca. 
which will be cool, I hope. Um, yeah. I will say, circling back to my mom's question about things that are hard, I think socially things are a little bit difficult for me here because, like, by process of word association, a lot of people, and I think a lot of people here, are like, oh, like, we're gonna go out all the time, and we're gonna, like, hang out with people all the time and be really, really social, um, and, like, yeah, I'm a sociable person, and I, like, I like to meet people and talk to people, um, but I really, like, I really enjoy having a separation of, like, my personal, like, space, like, this is my room, this is my apartment, um, and, like, the outside world, so, I don't know, I, like, fully, I fully had, like, a a breakdown (laughs) the other day about, like, I don't think that things are going well, um, and I feel like I'm being used and all of these things, um, and, like, really using my time by myself to check in on myself, uh, I definitely, like, still kind of feel that way, um, but it's only been a month, um, and a lot of things that you feel are sometimes, like, byproducts of the circumstance. So, like, I get it. Uh, I'm hoping that those feelings kind of go away soon. Um, (coughs) Excuse me. Because I don't, I don't know, I don't want to feel like that the entire time that I'm here. I would rather have no friends than, like, bad ones. Um, So, we'll see, I guess. Um but I'm, I'm okay. (laughs) I went out today and bought myself some ice cream to have later, because yesterday I, like, I meal prepped it up, I made overnight oats, and cauliflower mac and cheese. I definitely botched the cauliflower mac and cheese. I didn't blanch the cauliflower enough, so it's, like, mmm, cauliflower and cheese sauce. Uh, (laughs) So we'll we'll try again next week when I muscle through the first batch. Um, but I earned it. I went to the gym. I made healthy meals. So today I'm having ice cream. <laughs> That's how I earned it. Um, but yeah, I think I've gone on long enough. Probably, right? I also feel like the quality of this audio is going to be really supremely terrible. So if it is, uh, somebody tell me so that I can not, like, delete the episode because this episode is staying up because I've been talking for far too long to delete it. Um, But next time, if it's bad, I'll do something different. Um, Okay. Uh, Anyway, um, thanks for listening. This is Jess's Square my strange study abroad slash lifestyle podcast where I just talk uh, to myself. Essentially, it's the cheapest form of therapy available um, on the market. Anyway, (laughs) this podcast is made with Anchor. 
Um, I love Anchor. They're super great. Uh, you can listen to this podcast on Anchor, on the app. Um, you can also send me voice messages there if that's something that you want to do um, to talk to me. You can listen to me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, pretty much anywhere that you get your podcasts. Um, you can subscribe or follow my podcast on those platforms or just listen. I don't know. Thanks for listening uh, to my podcast if you're still listening. I know that like it's weird to keep up with me in this way, but I don't know. I think it's kind of fun just to sit here and talk, but maybe that's because I like to listen to myself talk. Um, but anyway, thanks for listening. I'll see you on the next one.